you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everybody, it's G Suite by Google Cloud. It's a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. You can make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of multiple versions. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same document, fix it up for you, make you look good, and work on the same page at the same time. So make it G Suite by Google Cloud. Like I say, sweet, not like sugar. Sweet like the big office, which is where you're headed when you use gsuite.com. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at nfl.com slash ddfp. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are. We are presented, as always, by Head and Shoulders, and we are ready to roll into Week 10. When you hit the double-digit mark in the regular season, if you talk to pro football players, they will tell you pretty consistently that the season doesn't really start until you hit Week 10. Yes, it begs the question, what have you been doing for the last two, three months with yourselves? But either way, now we're here into November Thanksgiving is nigh, Christmas, New Year's on their way. It's time. That's the game of life stuff that I get excited mm-hmm. about. Those I, Halloween, fine, good for the kids, but uh, but Thanksgiving's the number well, one. Well, and this is the perfect platform for uh, for me to share what has been a platform of mine for about. Eh, I'd say it's. It seems like it's taken a turn the last Can probably seven you? to ten. That's oh. the voice of Matt Money Smith, everybody. All right, that's right. Thank you. Um, it's been about the last, I think, seven years. Where and and obviously it's consumerism and uh, that Christmas is now celebrated the day after Halloween Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving is swept under the rug. It's Mm -hmm. almost like it doesn't even exist. If you drive down L.A. freeways, we have got massive 
iron Christmas presents atop shopping malls. Uh, There are Christmas trees adorned at car lots uh, from north to south. And it is maddening that one of our nation's finest holidays, and I think a holiday that many people that listen to this podcast would probably list as their number one holiday of the year because it is football and it is food, and you get three days off of work. I mean, I don't. Th- there is not a better holiday than Thanksgiving in the U.S. Of a here. Wire, I know. By the way, the and other yet Christmas I, is I've, creeping in on it. I'm not in on Thanksgiving. The whipped cream yeah, we put atop you your uh, atop your holiday pie. Pie off. Pie off. Exactly seven. right. On its way. Seven. Broken. That's right. Seven. seven. It's seven years ago. <laughs> Whoa. That the, it's seven years ago. Dave, that congratulations. Your, that your treacle tart uh, took Make home. Come back. The uh, the inaugural pie off uh, victory there. It's coming up, though, this year because we're off to Mexico City. Me, handsome Hank, Maurice Jones, Drew. Who else is going? Well, the I Rams mean, and Chiefs. The Rams, Chiefs, Driver Holmes, Todd Gurley. They're going to be there as well. Yeah, right. They'll all be there in uh, in Mexico City. So uh, we've moved it back. And I kind of Sean McVay. He's going to be also there. going. Right. I'm going to keep going. No, I, I mean, you know, if you want, Andrew you can Reed. Name, you can name more people yep, on the on both teams. Yep, Andrew. Reggie Ragland. Whenever we could get Andy Reid to show up for pie off, maybe we could do like a <laughs> could we ever a warm up? He'd know, be he'd be here Mexico with bells City. on, literally like Santa. Um, literally, so pie literally. off is Thank not you. going to be <laughs> for those asking. It is not going to be in advance of Thanksgiving, as it typically is. It will be the week after. So be on the lookout. So for imagine, Shaq, if we can now apply this, put a real world application on this. Imagine you have your seventh annual pie off, right? Mm-hmm. And here in the halls of NFL Network and NFL.com, there was a giant sign that said, the Han Zeus bone-in ham Christmas celebration contest. And then right underneath that, here on November 8th, was Dave Damashek's uh, And like a little post-it that was attached to the bottom of that poster, Dave Damashek's seventh annual pie. I, I think, That's what Christmas I don't think is going yeah, to be. I think the pie-off is, is Christmas. It's the NFL media's Christmas. Dave has brought it to the level that in May people start talking about. It's really pie. not. I'm not sure not. you've got a one to one. I don't, huh? I, I don't think it's a one. You're telling me Shaq has taken Shaq a liberty is with a successful yeah. vehicle that he yeah. has crafted yes. and he has spread yes. it over too wide yes. a swath. Shaq is Christmas. There you go. Okay. Nice analogy. <laughs> I'm a lot like uh, I'm a lot like Santa. You more and more, so more, every more day. So. Exactly. Um, you want a fun little L- nugget? Less gifts, would more you, more belly. Would you like a fun little nugget, everybody? I give you the gifts of uh, of, <laughs> of your belly insight. Oh yeah, that in that in that. Yes. Would you like it? Yes. You sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, money. You said you are like who? Santa. Santa. Did you know? As we just finished our midterm elections, the political cartoonist Thomas Nast, who came up with the characters, the elephant for the Republicans and the donkey for the Democrats in a very famous political cartoon in the late 1800s is the same man that first drew Santa Claus as a fat, bearded, jolly, elf-like Because he's uh, not person. that internationally Prior still, right? to that, he was a tall, thin, handsome man. Probably showed up at your house and uh, hey, you know, got a, a conversation got a with your, your mom wife. there or something. You I've know? got a gift for your woman. Wife. You go next door. <laughs> same <Kinda> guy. <laughs> to s- same trajectory as Dave Damashek. One yes. ruggedly handsome, right? svelte, <laughs> obese, and... Well, not that yeah. jolly, but uh, but right. still, handsome Hank. Yes. What is what is uh, Santa look like in uh, the UK? Same. He's fat in the UK. Yeah, he's fat and jolly. Thomas Nast, he, Santa. Yep. 
to go back to my fun little nugget that you guys didn't even acknowledge. I did acknowledge I just it. Did it was acknowledge it. Just, you know, no, you immediately Dave brought, put it back to exactly himself. like, hey, just like me. <laughs> just Look at like me they, now. Like I used now. to be tall and thin and took. I was out of the limelight for thirty seconds there, money. I was being delightfully self-deprecating. What are you talking about? <laughs> you now, that, you're that guy. Um, so, all right, we have a lot of football to kibitz about, but yes, pie off on the way. And the good news for that one is for the first time in a couple of years, handsome Hank, because you're always traveling the world over. Well, no, um, specifically, I've been at the been game in, in Mexico. Going to Mexico so you've, City. Because, again, because you would possibly miss out if things were rescheduled. Well, listen, I've always I mean, fought for Handsome's inclusion, but Handsome is back in, and that uh, makes the pie off that much better. I am going to win it as well. Get your, Oh, I like, the, I like the sass right out of the gate. All right. Hey, um, so go back and listen to the, the DDFP from earlier this week. Our pal Maurice Jones-Drew shared some insights, at least insinuated, what I think is going to end up being true. We're recording on Thursday about midday here on the West Coast, a few hours before the Steelers play the Panthers. We'll see how that plays out. The expectation was when Lev Bell was spotted on the banks of the Three Rivers earlier this week, he's about to sign. He's going to go for week 11, as Maurice told us way back when. But now that they have addre- they've looked into the contract, the, uh, the Lev Bell slash Maurice Jones-Drew agent, Adisa, has looked at this contract. And in his defense, it is murky enough, apparently, that even the Steelers struggled to make sense of the uh, the fine print in the new CBA about whether or not Levy and Bell did have to sign something this year or lose the, lose the year's accruement. As it turns out, it seems now everybody collectively is on the same page. Lev Bell never has to sign anything, and he st- the Steelers would still be held to that third year franchise tag standard, which is about $25 million, which is impossible that the Steelers would ever do that. They also wouldn't transition tag him because if you transition tag him, then that counts against the cap in 2019. So neither option is obviously going to come true. But the in the short term, the bad news, if you're a Steelers fan, is unless you're a curmudgeonly one and think <laughs> they can survive without 26, I am uh, more skeptical of that in the second half of the season, is that I highly doubt Levy and Bell's going to play again for the Steelers. You agree with that, Matt Money-Smith? I do agree, and I think you know that is obviously an individual choice by Le'Veon and how he thinks to best maximize his earning potential at a position that typically does not give you long-term earnings. So I'm, I'm not kind of commenting on it from that aspect, but when you look at the statistical measures of James Conner and the company that he keeps, there are only two backs. It's, and I think the best way to look at it is yards from scrimmage and average yards per touch. And James Conner and Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley have separated themselves from the rest of the league. Now, that may have changed since Alvin Kamara did what he did last week. He may now be in that conversation. But that's how good James Conner has been for a Steelers team that is without their best player all season long. I mean, it is remarkable that he has been able to plug into that position and be as effective, if not more effective, well, this year with the way he's playing. It's a singular deed. It's kind of a very specific statistical achievement, but he's the first guy in NFL history is James Conner for four straight weeks to go 100 yards, 50 uh, yards receiving and a touchdown. It's crazy. No one's ever done that. And like I say, it's very specific, but but uh, if it's never happened in a sport that's been around as long as uh, NFL has, then uh, then it's noteworthy. Yeah, I wonder though, my, my big concern with James Conner is uh, can he hold up? You know, that that's a, he's- It's a the, lot of touches. The usage is getting up there. He's never had anything close to that. You that's know. actually a benefit though. 
I mean, that's the thing that people forget. I guess that's fair. Is with running backs, it's that's, not. It's yeah. it's a benefit that your body is not taking those hits because uh, it's more a collective it's a than benefit a now. It won't right. be a benefit four years from now if he has exactly doing it. It's not like the NBA when they say right. you know these kids don't play eighty two games; they right. play thirty and they hit that wall right around game fit. Yeah, because their body's not used to that. Football's different. It's it's one game a week, and yeah, you add those extra four or five that you're not used to in college. But for the running back position, it's all about collective oh. aggregate hits. I wonder if it also means that the team that gets Lev Bell next year gets a guy who had a lot of carries, but all of a sudden took a year out, and is going to be a lot fresher with everything that all the skills that he that he already had. Well, it, it's exactly what we talked about. Maurice is obviously glass half full in uh, in Lev Bell's favor with this going forward, but. He's made him. Bell's made it clear. I'm not just doing this for me. He is insinuating on some level. He's the Kurt Flood for pro football in the 21st century. Right. Um, but yeah, he's going to be the test case now going forward. Can you just take a season off in the middle of your career when you get a second franchise tag put on you? You that it doesn't benefit the player to do that right. and take the beating necessarily. But if Lev Bell comes out of the gate and is crummy in 2019, and by the way. He's that not is, been a quick starter in the past, well, even but, when he has been playing. Well, to Money's point, to marry it up, and it's not this simplistic, but still, that offensive line is is uh, in the top three, top five in, in the NFL right now and has been for a few years. Maybe we can give some of the credit for Levy and Bell's production and James Connors to that offensive line. And if that's the case, Levy and Bell apparently, according to Maurice, doesn't care about situation. Football situation is irrelevant to him. He wants to make as much money as he possibly can. That's fine if you're treating it from a business standpoint. But from a, and by the way, for bad news for Steelers fans, I bet you because he's got to go practically. He can't go to a team that's into a QB for twenty five right. million dollars probably, which means he's going to a team that has its its QB on a, its rookie deal. Well, who are two teams that fit that description? The Cleveland Browns and yeah. Baltimore Ravens. He's going to go to one of those two. Be pretty great, and that Maurice thinks awesome. he's going to to like stay the, in the division to try and stick it to. Well, the he's going to go to whatever team pays him the most money. Right. If you're if you're willing to put fourteen million dollars aside and, and and say you know what that fourteen million bucks I don't need it. I mean that and that's All then right. you're going to the team that if pays you for, the most. He, the Brown, I mean Nick Chubb has been for, running the ball really well though. I don't think the I, Browns. It'd need, be the Ra the Ravens makes the I most think sense, the Jets, and that's what I, I would prefer. Jets is I Jets is a great absolutely okay. As long as he's not in the, I just can't have it. I I, I said it. I said it uh, the last show, and I say it again. Come on, Bell, don't do that. You know, be cool, man. Go go get your loot, but don't do it. Don't do it in the division. That's too far. That's so. What you're saying is he'll be a Raider for twenty five okay. million dollars a year. Oh, well, if he doesn't care about football <laughs> situation, enjoy there you old go. pal. Um, but I don't think he's ever going to play again. Anyhow, hey, let's say a proper hello to, to oh. uh, everybody. To my immediate left, all the way from London, England, soon to be with me and the gang in Mexico City, Miami Dolphin fan extraordinaire. It's handsome Hank. Enough. Enough. Congratulations on, um, on your countryman being named the sexiest man alive. Who? The guy I, when I heard the Idris James Elba. Bond. Oh, Idris Elba was Idris Elba. Yeah, I couldn't. He's think. a he's a handsome man. He is okay. a handsome man. Is he? I, I think that, I think you and uh, and he and a lot of people get way too much credit because you have an accent. You know, it's nice. got nothing to do with it. Just judging us by judging this book by its cover, Dave. This strong, strong jawline. Judged. You know, I mean, what are we looking at for, um, for handsome in a man? I mean, you want a strong jawline. You want tall. You know, yep. he's got nice shape to his eyes. Is Who, that Idris that or handsome? Idris. 
Is oh, that okay. important? Nice shape to your eyes. I think so. You got to be congruous, right? That's I've never what they always heard point out. Like that. many many models, one of the <laughs> things like like I'm Whoa, looking at the two. Look at, look at his eyes. That's right. <laughs> nice shape. You. you should. This is actually something that's important because right. your eyes are very congruous. Picasso paintings, paintings or something. That's kind of like what I am. I have a very incongruous. <laughs> no, you yes, no, I do. One eye, one eye is differently symmetrical. shaped. No, I'm not. I'm telling you. That's the thing uh, about Alba. I don't know. Come on, ask ask Eddie. Eddie's a good looking guy. He can weigh in on this. We're looking at the People magazine cover right now. And saying i mean he's deserving i i'm biased because i loved him in the wire and the MSF stringer the, bell the office too so i think his just on screen performances are great so i'm a little uh biased here but i mean i don't know how old he is but he looks he looks great emma you want to win who great who came in see? second that's a good hmm, question let's see yeah, we'll find who else was in the room i don't care if i made the top five just tell me i made the list clint howard <laughs> i believe second place was clint, clint howard. howard yes <laughs> Who, I mean, Dave, this is always your thing. Who's, who is football's best looking, who's, who's football's best looking current player? It's a great question and talk about bias, but uh, you know what? I met him or I uh, saw him uh, face to face in a, uh, in a ritzy suite in uh, Beverly Hills Hotel just before the season kicked off. We were uh, talking about his new video game. That sounded creepy otherwise. Is, uh, is Antonio Brown. Handsome devil. He's, He's a handsome there. man. He's yep. up there. He's up there. Cam know. Newton. Tom I, Brady's. I, you still. know, I mean, you got to think about stature. I mean, if you're talking about the most handsome man, he's taller than you think. But he's though. not. I mean, you're not talking about you know Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, six foot three style stature. Uh, I saw Cam Brady. Newton at six foot. So like, come on, if you put if you put Antonio Brown next to Cam Newton, right. you're taking uh, Antonio yeah, yeah. Brown as the more handsome of those. Your two. tummy, your tummy doesn't get butterflies when yeah. you look at him. Your tummy's oh. gonna get butterflies when you look what, at him. That indicates some weird self esteem issue that <laughs> I have. Is that I desire a man who's way taller than I. No, that's not. Right. I, I, I just not think true. if you're gonna talk about the most handsome right this well, isn't just hey uh who do you prefer no it's the ooh, most he's striking handsome well man. now that eric decker is retired now i right? don't have to consider yeah. that but i will tell you this right after brady won super bowl 49 or no yeah if we, if right after he won 51 actually the big, right. rally, the big rally against atlanta and then his jersey had just been stolen a half yep. an hour prior so i was in the parking lot and heard some uh heard some this and that going on some uh some rustling going on <laughs> rustling behind. yeah people human rustling not like leaves blowing right. by or anything like that it's just people i never heard noise. people rustling well, right, but then what's the word what were they doing they're making just a noise that's fine you don't need to get all trying to be prosaic please it. carry on fine so i uh I I was I, I I turned and there he was Tom Brady in his overcoat Whoa. in a suit looking sharp walked by and I and I, I you know I did he lock eyes with you? I don't think we locked him. We glance, right? A, a glance, but uh, yeah, never never have I seen a more handsome devil. Never. You know, in all my days. So, you know, I think I still got to go number 12. The Ice Blues, you know. You know who me and Emma saw on last Friday or Saturday night? It was, uh, I told you, Dave, already, but Joe Manginello. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh's own. Pittsburgh's Magic own, Mike. Right. Magic Mike. Uh, He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, great shape. Yeah. Like, huge, like awesome hair. Something like, about smelled, size, you know. Smelled awesome. You get that six, smelled six, awesome. Yeah. Not that close. I was sitting next to him. We were at uh, Verse Kusha downtown. <sighs> right. I'm sorry, you were where? 
Verse Kusha, the so very, good. How much German, very good, very good, great place to get you. Verse Cruise, yes. I was there on Friday night, and last, the night last week yes. as well. Yes. Verse but in Venice, oh Venice, uh, yeah. Oh, we were downtown, and okay. he sat next see to you there like, next time. He had like four or five wieners, and like just no problem, just like. Well, he's a big guy. I know. It was, it was awesome to watch. What that. kind of wiener did you have? Because they got a lot got of a lot. fancy wieners. Uh, rattlesnake wiener. The rattlesnake. Did you have the rattlesnake wiener? That's oh yeah. There you go. That's the signature wiener there. It's okay. I'd like to think though that as a as a Pittsburgh native he had the good sense to ask for some hinds and slap no 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 you have to treat the wieners there well yeah you can't just slap you know ketchup on them they've got some great sauces also probably the best french fries in in oh, um, the west and coast you dip of america them in the, the aioli oh, they're double oh, they're Hank double knows. they're double Excuse fried uh, twice me, fried Hank, something like shush. around here they're we twice call them fried. chips we call them chips oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry i was translating for the u.s audience <laughs> chips um they're twice fried in duck fat duck fat really? or something and then they have this selection of uh of condiments that are kind of under the counter ones Whew. Under the counter. I may be going there for lunch. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Hank. <laughs> Very good. I just talked myself into it. <laughs> it sounds divine, that's for sure. He shushed me, that was for sure. <laughs> I'm on a roll. <laughs> and then they put the chips in the oil. <laughs> Translating. Weird in, weird uh, accent. Uh, weird. weird accent. Is that you no, just that, now? No, you you put, just now realize. No, on the, uh, hey, no I in the word translate. Translating. 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 There we go. That's all. Um, right? yeah. But I do, I do want to go back uh, to 11 minutes ago as I introduce <laughs> him now. Uh, Matt Money Smith is correct that Thanksgiving is not hailed enough, and I think it's perhaps owed to the fact that we don't have any good songs for it. Maybe we need to call out to uh, to the listener to make a song. Maybe the one-man house band Dick Banks can accommodate us with a festive Thanksgiving tune, and that will right this wrong. And you're absolutely right about it, uh, Matt Money Smith. And uh, Matt Money Smith, you can hear him. One half of oh, uh, the greatest on. radio show in all the this. land. Petros and Money, fi- find it on iHeartRadio. He's uh, half of Game Theory and Money here on NFL Podcast. Free Money. Free money. That's yep. the, the name. Hank's favorite. He's the My voice. favorite show. He's the voice the of the L.A. Chargers. It's uh, it's Matt Money Smith. All right. Enough. I want to tell you one thing, Money, and I, I don't think this. Uh, I know you're uh, a sturdier emotional soul than I am, so you can take this. Um, I was contacted by a uh, a uh, citizen of the Czech Republic. You know, I have I have my spies all mm-hmm. over the land. Careful what you say, because I will find out uh, if you're talking bad about me or I would any, ne- anyone I would never me. talk bad about you, Dave, or at least not behind your back. I'll just do it straight to your face. I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it's going to, you know, it's going to make me feel sad right. face-to-face, and you have to watch a grown man crumble. <laughs> but still. He's comfortable uh, with that. There was <laughs> Dude, a guy. I, I wish that. I could. Now I can't think of it, so it falls apart. There was a, there were, there were two. Oh, I think I got their names right. There were two guys. Oh, I remember radio. It. You told me. I remember what Ta- their names were. Is it Taz, Taz and, the and the Moose? They played a clip from Matt Money Smith's call of a Chargers touchdown, and they were distracted. I had a call up in Seattle last week. And uh, and and they were they were distracted by it. this guy's name is he calls himself Money. Who calls himself? Uh, he's a grown man. His name is Money. He calls himself Money. Hey, in, in Taz and the Moose. <laughs> Wake up, guys! You make a you make a good point. The Moose. <laughs> and by the way, it isn't Taz and Moose. It's Taz and the Moose. The moose. They, they, there is a the, the in front moose. of his name. Yeah. Right. Oh, the Moose. That's the moose. that's the Moose being the Moose, man. 
You know? Hey, while we're talking about the the Czech Republic, I have I I need to apologize because money caught me out on it pretty <laughs> comprehensively yesterday. Yeah. Um, our friend Andrew Raby, who tracks our red challenge oh, right. flag picks, accidentally muddled up the uh, some some picks, but he called me out pretty pretty um, flip of a coin. Yeah, he said I, he said I was no better than flipping coins. And so I went back in and, and just checked his work, and it, it was unfortunately wrong. I didn't mean... Go as flip a, two pants! As I, read, as I read back my tweet that I'd sent to him, I realized maybe cutting. maybe I was... That last line was yeah. cutting. <laughs> I think it was something along the lines of, your coverage is, your coverage is like flipping a coin. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's not... It's not it, it, uh, that proves what I just said, uh, Handsome. It, it's not nearly as delightful without the accent. Right. When it's just cold, hard words yeah. Yeah. on your computer, it's not as charming. Sorry, Andrew. I didn't mean to be to upset you. And I, I think you do fantastic work, but don't screw it up again. Uh, um, yeah, so we'll get to the Red Challenge flag picks for uh, Week 10. Some good games to uh, to pour over there. Quickly, I want to talk about uh, what I've been doing um, for the last several weeks here with the help of Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass is the top 100 players list. And I update it every week in season. Matt Money Smith has weighed in previously. Handsome Hank has as well, right? Or have no, you I haven't. Yet? I haven't. Oh, no, I only Will learned that you were doing this last week. I'm Will Brinson, Will Brinson uh, from CBS uh, joined us. Uh, also there. handsome, which is why you probably got us confused. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no handsome Hank, but all right. So he is a nice looking fellow. He's handsome. I mean, he's yeah. right. very preppy. He yeah. puts himself together well like yeah. a, subtle, a southern gentleman. He's a yep. man. He's got that hairy chest, that, yeah. that plume of, of hair is coming out of his shirt all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so he's, got that. he's got that. He does. If that's what you're into, you're like, hey, I like a guy with yeah. a carpet there right on his chest. He's got those, <laughs> he's got those nice shaped eyes <laughs> and that plume of hair. Congruous. <laughs> Congruous eyes. And a... Now we know. Now we got the checklist. <laughs> that's yeah, right. We exactly. need to have almond shaped eyes. Um, so anyway, we've been doing that and uh, it's out. Uh, the, the, the new one going into uh, to week 10 is now out. And uh, you know me. You know me, when I'm wrong, like the late, great Jerry Orbach says at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And I was wrong. Minnesota Vikings fans are all over me right now because I left off their hero, Daniil Hunter, from the list. He leads the NFL in sacks, after all. A complete mistake on my part, but really, if we're going uh, to try to point fingers, let's point him at Eddie Spaghetti. That's his job, to double-check and make sure I didn't, forget, I didn't screw anything up. Spaghetti. Yeah, I... Uh, I guess I focused too much on getting enough offensive linemen in there. And then somebody tweeted, by the way, a, I mean, a ton of. Really... You also made sure I got Landon Collins in there because he was right on the cusp. Well, I was going to say, and then people were like, there's only three defensive players in the top 30 something. And I was like, uh, but like. Uh, what? There's nobody plays Scoring's defense. up. Yeah. Scoring's up in the NFL. That's what I replied. I replied offense wins championships. So there's a lot of mean people <laughs> on Twitter. There are a lot of mean people. Even list, in Minnesota, nice. This I know. list rub people the wrong yeah. way. I'll so tell you that. We're a Ending it, Daniil Hunter belongs in the uh, in the upper third uh, for how he's played nine weeks into the season so far. But this is actually a perfect time for me just to squeeze in my read Eddie Spaghetti tweets Please because do. after all of that incoming, right. he wrote he writes not wrotes but he writes. <clears throat> I'm laughing about people who get agitated when their favorite player or team is disrespected by a list that's totally an opinion. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, the, the one guy, but he's right. There's one guy on there who's like, "Will you at least concede the mistake of your omission for your for your for your shameful? I'm I'm shameful. Shameful. Now I I had to set up. This, it's a great that. tweet by Eddie, but I had to read that. That is the foundation for this house. That is a six story house and is fifty thousand square feet of a tweet. Okay, so that's the foundation. Okay. Here is the home. Like, imagine them driving their car, slamming their fist into the Senate council, yelling to themselves about why Carson Wentz isn't ranked higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Spaghetti's 100% right. Uh, it's You're factual. Like, th- this happened yesterday. There are You're different the- people, like the angry radio show callers. You're like, I can't believe they left my guy, my favorite player, off this yeah. list. Like- yeah, but, but by the way, it's one thing if you're a Vikings fan and you're feeling raw and you're like, oh, man. Hey, the is pretty darn good. And you're not at the top of 100. Okay. You're the Eagles. You're the you're the world champions. What are you belly aching about? And by the way, Carson Wentz didn't start the season. I have to account for that. And when it's up to, right. I, well, yeah, that's it. He'll work his way up there or, or he won't. I don't know. Um, Money, why don't you go ahead? Tell me your top five. Uh, all right. Number five, Tom Brady. At five. Okay. At five. Number four, Todd Gurley. Okay. Number three, Philip Rivers. Okay, I, I've I've listened to you and to uh, Will Brinson, NC State fan though he is, and I've moved Phil Rivers up. I have him at four now. Gurley you know? five, yeah. Number two, Pat Mahomes. Ooh, okay. And number one, Drew Brees. Drew Brees ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. I frankly feel like that's a little overthought. How are you? Hey, it's, he's a revelation. He's a one like this. Is, we haven't seen anything that approximates this sort of. Here's, here's why. Arrival, here's why I do like it. since Kurt Warner no, no, in that Rams team. I agree, but I think that. Drew Brees, and it's nothing against Pat Mahomes. You're right, 29 touchdowns, seven picks. But when you break down the numbers and you see the number of touchdowns that have come on shovel passes behind the line of scrimmage, Hmm. you can make the case that Andy Reid, and look at Alex Smith's numbers this year compared to what they were last year, that a lot of this is coach dependent. And I do think Drew Brees travels wherever you want. When you are as accurate as he is, as on time as he is, that game travels. And I'm not taking anything away from Pat, but I do think you have to acknowledge that Andy Reid's probably the premier play caller in the NFL on that plays into it. Um, He also, Breeze has been doing it with, like, Des Bryant has arrived in New Orleans this week and is already the second best receiver right. on that team. He is, our, by the way, he's also, well, that's the point for Drew And that, that's why I have Breeze rated over Mahomes. Michael is, Thomas is is the is, is easily the best yes. receiver he's ever had, Drew yep. Brees. Go ahead with your top five. So mine has Tom Brady at five, Okay, Todd Gurley at four, Pat Mahomes at three. Oh, my. Drew Brees at two. And Aaron Donald at one. Ah, see, I have Aaron Donald at two. See, now, now. Uh, and here's why you're both wrong. Why? Rams defense is not good. Doesn't know, matter. A, it does matter. Aaron, I'm it absolutely does matter. Aaron Donald was invisible last week. If you want to go power rank teams, you, go with Elliot Harrison. Your number one player in the NFL was invisible in a game that determines, very well could determine, home field advantage through the playoffs. He had no sacks. He had no tackles for loss. When he was running upfield, Drew Brees was like, come on, Aaron, watch what I'm doing, dumping it right over your head, and see you later for 40 points. He had a miserable week, hey, which is why he fell out of fair. my top That's five. That's completely fair. I, 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 Donald was 
invisible though. Like that, he just was. He's a great player. He's was just sliding by him. He did, that, it, that game was too important, and right. he had a bad game. Um, last thing about the top 100. Then we shall begin our uh, our picks here. Um, I, I always like playing this game. Here's a good way to evaluate guys, even though it's entirely theoretical. Drew, so Drew Brees' game travels everywhere. How would he be on the Seattle Seahawks 2018? You trade those two guys, Russell Wilson for Drew Brees. Uh, Brees is Russell Wilson's idol. How would that? How would that sweat? Who that's, would? That's a great point. That's a great question. And I guess I, I am I am now being outed and humiliated because we do know that Drew Brees kind of plays a lot better in the dome. When he does have to travel, but on the Seahawks, Breeze would be the perfect fit because there's no time to throw the ball. Right. I mean, that is, that's why they're running the ball so much because they can't pass protect. So Drew Breeze getting the snap, getting rid of the ball would help them. I don't know how much it would help them though. That's how kind of bad that pass protection on that offensive line has been. And it's weird because Russell Wilson's not running at all. He, he is, he is on pace. Before the game against the Chargers, he was on pace to run 43 times this season. To put that in perspective, the lowest number of rushes he's ever had in a season in his career, 96. And he was on pace to run 43 for the entire season. Um, he just, they have to run the ball because they cannot pass protect. By the way, we have David Carr and I have a future NFL team. I don't know if you've heard about this mm. and uh, we'd like to, we'll see what we can do to pry Matt Money Smith away from the Chargers to be the voice of our uh, of, of our pro football team. And Would you find a role for me? I'd like to. Thank you. It doesn't mean I can, but I, I'm, I'm not the lone decision maker. But if David Carr signs off. You know, and David Carr and I are pretty tight. So the the name of the team is going to be the Handsome Daves, just so you know. But the Handsome Daves agree that our philosophy is going to, our offensive philosophy is going to involve a lot of boot action. And why Russell Wilson isn't incessantly doing that seems to take away. Crazy. What his yep. what his greatest advantage theoretically would be. All right, let's get to it now. It's time for. Is there a good? Well, we have a college football. Nah, we don't need yeah, any college football games this week, right? I mean, they're in it's Alabama and everybody else. Who cares? Kind of true, right? All right, here we go. Let's get to it. The Red Challenge flag picks. Red Challenge flag picks. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Hey, last week it was 12 v. 12. You heard about that, Brady and oh, Rogers. Yeah. I went back on the Sheck Report. I did the Sheck Report special. I watched week. that, Dave. I watched it's it. It's fun. It was very fun. It's fun, isn't it? It was fun. It's not funny. No, but it's fun. But it was fun. You seem to be having a great time. I did have a great time because I'm uh, a loser in that room. One versus one. Two I did versus all two, Matt Money Smith. Three versus I did, three. I did not see this. In, in oh, you pro, should watch it. In pro football history, no. I went, you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Get him to do it now for you. Cut your nose to spite your already crooked face. <laughs> now, listen. I did one v one. Do the whole two. thing now. I, I'm I not going to do a it. A private now. audience. Yeah. The top one versus the number two one kind of thing. No, yeah. What would I, be the I, best history, one right. versus one versus the best, What was the like best it. time ever that a s number six QB played a number six QB? Uh, but it actually happened. Right. Happened. And then there so was not hypothetical. from oh. the NFL game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, do, that I will watch. Best. The yeah. six versus six was a good one. It was. Cutler versus... Well, all um, no, it, it shows that not just literally, who. not just numerically, but also in quality, all numbers are not Sixes equal. Sixes are not equal. Yeah, right. to, for instance, eight, where you have Aikman v. Steve Young. Yeah. I thought my favorite one was the uh, uh, the number 15, 
because you had Bart Starr on one side. Oh, that was good. And I thought, well, he has to have played Earl Morrill or Jack Kemp at some point, both of whom were 15 in the same era. But upon researching it, never happened. And Earl Morrill switched his number around a little bit. But even though it's not literally true, it's still my favorite one. Um, Bart Starr in 1957 for the Packers plays the Pittsburgh Steelers and Earl Morrill and Jack Kemp, neither of whom wore 15 in that game, but both went on to wear it. Both both threw passes against the Packers that day, so I counted it. That's your 15 v. 15. Anywho, Good stuff. to the here and now, let's get to it. Let's start it off with, I, I think, the biggest game of Sunday. I think it's the most significant game of Sunday. It will tell us a great deal about the home team here. Start us off, Matt Money Smith. It's the aforementioned New Orleans Saints in the Queen City, Crescent City v. Queen <laughs> City, Saints, Bengals. Uh, in the battle of the who's, I will take oh, all right. the dats over the days. <laughs> well done. Good one. You got it. No, you know what? I'm going to. Oh, I, what? I think it's going to happen. Listen, they, they're human beings after all that play these games. And uh, they've the, the, the Saints have been on this rugged path the last three weeks. They went. Um, they won that game in Baltimore when the Ravens were perceived to be perhaps a little bit better, mm-hmm. still a good defensive team. I know who they revenge game in Minnesota uh, up in Minnesota. That's what it was. Yeah. They win that one. Then they take care of uh, the, the uh, here to four Rams undefeated Rams. At some point they got a lot. They're, they're going to let down, aren't they? Like you just endlessly be going a hundred miles an hour. If you're not wearing number 84 in black and gold, especially when you got the Panthers right behind you, right, right at your heels, nipping Snapping. at your heels. And the Bungles need this one, and they're kind of conveniently placed there while people are getting distracted within the division about John Harbaugh and maybe they're done and all that kind of stuff, and here come the Steelers. We'll see. We don't know the result, obviously, of Thursday night's game, but I think that also will impact how much the two teams show up on Sunday. Well, I mean, the Bungles are going to show up. The Saints, if the Panthers lose in Pittsburgh – they can kind of afford that loss, but what is intriguing to keep your eye on at the uh, down the wire um, in the NFC South race, while everybody has now decided the Saints are in fact the best team in the NFC, not the Rams. Fifteen and seventeen, Saints, Panthers, Panthers, Saints. That's going to decide yeah. that division, so that'll be fun. Uh, I, ju- I just have a hunch that uh, the the Bengals in in this spot in the schedule for the two teams uh, come out and win that one. Next up. Handsome Hank, here we go. Okay. Oh, no, I'm so- yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you. I'm sorry, I already yep. forgot who went uh, on the first game here. All right, here we go. It's the Seahawks. It's the division juggernaut. We'll be quick on that. Yeah. Rams. I'm not even picking up my Yeah, flags. don't bother. Rams. It's in L.A. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to speak. I mean, it's too. It's it's. That's fine. It's a. I think the Rams will be it's, will be. It's going to be a ready route. to. Yeah, they're going to. Money quickly them. diagnose what is wrong with this Rams defense beyond Marcus Peters. Take uh, that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. Yeah, as they can just be had on the outside, and and it was a loss, but uh, you know, and, a, and again, it's an anecdote because I was there, but it, it started with Rivers, and Rivers went right at him. Uh, he attacked Marcus Peters with that double move on Mike Williams, and it was like this seed was planted for the rest of the great quarterbacks to come behind, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wade Phillips has him playing impressment coverage, and we're just going to get him to bite on every double move and torch the guy all game long. So that on top of and then what we talked about with Aaron Donald, who's again, look, he's I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He's a spectacular player, but he gets upfield so much because of their lack of pressure on the edges 
the team's just running right at them. I mean, when you look at the defensive metrics of the the uh, the defensive stats of the Rams, they're average at best in everything. I mean, they're what twenty third in allowing big plays. I mean, a team that has that and Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler, Michael Brockers it up front, weird, yeah. and they're getting you're you're allowing fifteen plus rushes and twenty plus passes. Um, and I think a lot of it is because Marcus Peters is playing in a system that does not suit his skills. Um, and until you get a keep to lead back to play what does suit his skills, press right. man coverage out there. They're, you know, elite quarterbacks are getting them. Now, Russell's an elite quarterback, but that offensive line is so bad, especially on the interior where the Rams' strength is. I think that's why it ends up being But also, I mean, we've seen it forever. With teams that are that good on offense, their defensive stats are always going to be yeah. skewed that way because because teams are playing from behind and throwing the ball on them a lot. And that's right. It's very true. Chasing scores. So I don't take – I don't – I don't think That's looking at true. that number by itself is necessarily it right. also it as is, meaningful. No, it's it also the eyeball. And, yeah, and watching what right. Drew Brees and what right. Philip Rivers and what you know those elite quarter Aaron Rodgers was yep. able to do to the yep. defense. Your point is well taken, Money, but still, I, I will say this probably 17 times uh, per show until the season ends or until uh, NFL defenses start to show up to games. But uh, yes, you can get obsessive. But if you take the 30 about uh, the weakness of uh, of a specific D. But if you take the 30,000 uh, foot view of it, nobody's playing good defense. You know, it really is just right. about like the pressure is now on what that equals is that. And we saw that in New Orleans uh, on Sunday is the pressure is now on these offenses. You just better keep up. You, right. know, the, you know, our defense let an easy drive go by that. That's great. Uh, so did the other out there and do yeah. it. Keep, you better not. Yeah. You better not miss a drive. You my better one, not go three and out or you're in trouble. My yeah. one thing and this very well could sound like sour grapes. And if it does fine. But my one thing with the Rams and, and again, I'll go back to, to week three and what could have maybe changed their season. But the game against the, the Chargers, you had an interception in the end zone that for whatever reason, Derwin James decides to run out at the half yard line. Uh, they get a touchdown on that with the block punt. Um, then you have a fumble by Keenan Allen, which is uncharacteristic for him when they're driving in for a score to open the second half that would have given them the lead. Um, so you have that, right? But that's fine. They, they still won that game by double digit points. Do you think the Packers would have lost? If Ty Montgomery takes a knee, the way Aaron Rodgers was gashing that team with Mason Crosby as his kicker, you think they win by one, right? That's how I feel. I, I feel I like they would have. I feel like if, if Case Keenum hits a wide open Demarius Thomas, they win that game. You know, that, that, those aren't, you know, that's not a defense being stout. That's offensive mistakes giving them this eight and one record. So that's kind of what my big issue is with the Rams defense is it's not like they've come up with the big turnover. Case Keenum missed a wide open streaking to the end zone. Demarius Thomas, who yep. would have scored and won the game for the Broncos. Um, so I guess that's, that's just kind of, you know, what my, my Ab issue is with this Rams defense as a whole. Absolutely legitimate. And the good news for uh, for the team whose games you call, uh, it Bosa, I'm surprised even that it was floated that he might even get out there this weekend. Yeah. So I it sounds like I don't he'll be back he in a back. week or two, right? I would, if he's know, out there thinking about playing this week. You never like to dismiss a team. They're NFL players. Any team can win any week. But you don't need them this week against that offensive line. You probably don't need them next week. You know, the next three weeks, you have two home games against the Broncos who are now down on an offensive lineman. You know, it's the, the linchpin of that offense, their center paradise. And, and you have the worst offensive line 
in the NFL this week in the uh, Oakland Raiders. So I think if there's any question, just don't bring him back. Melvin Ingram's been spectacular. You know, they figured out how to move things around to make sure that, that Ingram can still get back there and disrupt things. And, you know, that it's got, if they are right, for that uh, trip to Arrowhead, all the buzz about uh, about the Chiefs. Talk about in tough the- scheduling, man. Of all the of all the teams of all the weeks, you know, early December, Thursday night in Kansas City, like that's just a tough pull for anyone to determine perhaps the division. Oh, the, the good news for Matt Money Smith and his uh, partner on the radio, Daniel Jeremiah, they get to make an early December trip to the banks of the Three Rivers, Pittsburgh, PA. Right. 2004 the seventh head right? matchup. Yep. That's a good one. All right, here we go. Ooh, I, all right. I, you know, you'll not, okay. not even going to pick up the flag. Okay, here we go. Dave Damashek, Detroit Lions, your wild card pick. One of your two wild card mm-hmm. picks in 2018 in the preseason. Not looking good. <laughs> Chicago Bears. You said they definitely are not going to the playoffs. Also, not looking good. Choose. Dave Damashek chooses. And not just for self-validation. Okay. Detroit Lions. All right, throw it. I don't care. I, that's fine by me. At some point, this uh, the the the, uh, the Bears have to come back to reality. Mitchell Trubisky's their QB, after all. You know, this is a this is a good. What is the strength? Ziggy Ansah now plus that secondary against Mitch Trubisky equals. <laughs> surprising showing by uh Matt Pat- I, the only you know I legitimately don't like now I was like ah whatever he's just trying to be like Belichick that's all and, well the Lions players don't like that all right correcting the guy for his posture may I ask you a question that was settle a down, bit much friend. that was a settle bit down much. Hank can I ask you a question sure if you were to describe the uh the style the demeanor of our host here today the namesake of this show yep what Dave Damashek how how would you describe him um, my demeanor right now? I shouldn't say general? demeanor. His posture. How would you his describe posture. His, uh, his posture regularly? <laughs> how would you describe... Uh, his slouches. His, yeah, he does. How would you, he, what, but what about the way he presents himself in terms of... Slovenly. The, uh-huh. How does that... Uh, I mean, guess what? How does Matt Patricia present himself? He's slovenly, too. He puts, sticks pencils in his beard or wherever he does it. Which is why you have no business supporting that team. Right. You should have made a stand for our fellow journalist. You should have made a stand and not give any good vibes Patricia's way, who wears a windbreaker that's too short for his belly that hangs out the bottom of it, a backwards baseball cap and a stupid pencil that doesn't even work because his card is laminated. So what's the pencil for? All right, so that's why the Lions will win that game. Next and last, here we go. It's the Dallas Cowboys. You know I don't use must win, but uh, Zeke Elliott called it a must win in Philadelphia. So you're just quoting. Yeah. That's all. Quote. And also, uh, I mean, it is essentially the case, right? If, if the yeah. Eagles win this one, they're not. The Cowboys yeah. aren't going to. Not going to make that them. up. And by the way, can we settle down with Amari Cooper being conflated with uh, New Hopkins? Not that he literally was, but watching Monday Night Football, you would have thought that uh, you're watching Jerry Rice or something. Whoa! Now they have Amari Cooper. All right, what's yeah. a Amari Cooper? I'd rather have Golden Tate for a third. In la- right in the last couple of years. To but Witten has to has to carry their water still, so that's why. Ooh, carry their water. Their water. What a day. Carry the water! <laughs> Much more offensive, do you see? Right. Yeah. Carry there the water seems semi-charming for yeah. Jay. Thank you for saying that, Henry. Might, he might say, but not on a right. piece of paper. He'd be hurt right. by those words. All right, here we go. Hey, uh, Matt Money Smith. Would you say that Jason Witten's hair, <clears throat> because we're we're a little older here in the, uh, in the uh, Studio 66, resembles Davy from Davy and Goliath, the uh, the Gumby-like claymation. Gee, Davy. Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
It, it just looks like he he walks into the booth. Jesus and like, won't approve, Davey. The, the hair is hanging on a rack, and he just like pulls it off the hanger. And puts it on Definitely, and, yeah. And like, Two minutes. Need you on set, guys. Right. Need you on set. All right, I'm coming. Like, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, put, put the hair on it. All right, here we go. Um, all right, here we go. Dallas Cowboys. Philadelphia Eagles, a clash of the alleged America's team and the 2017 America's team. Remind me, Eddie Spaghetti, I got to name this year's uh, tw- uh, America's team. I've decided going to be a tough a one. Well, I've decided it's a moving target. You hmm. know, it's, I'm a moving uh, award. You don't just get to claim it and be it for the rest of the time. Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, handsome Hank, hmm. shoes. I'm choosing the Eagles. I'm not going to argue with Troy Aikman. No. That's <laughs> See what he did there? I'm not going to argue with Troy. He was a cowboy. You're not going to argue with him because Troy. Yeah, that's good stuff. Let's do a right. let's do a uh, <laughs> let's do a special one and uh, a special one. And real quick, Eddie Spaghetti weigh in Monday Night Football. Ooh, what a Ooh. gem! I like what a this. Gem we have. I like this. Speaking of Jason Witten, uh, the Giants are going to unfortunately win this game. Uh, and ruin their draft hopes. Spaghetti is already in draft mode. The people, everyone's like hyping up Nick Mullins. It's a great story, but it just I don't I don't see it lasting. And him throwing for you know three hundred plus, couple touchdowns every game. It's hey. just the Giants' defense isn't that bad. They'll find a way to win, unfortunately. And the Raiders will continue to lose and ruin. That's the your twenty nineteen starter. Talk nice about him, Nick Mullins. <laughs> yeah, could be. I mean, who knows? That's what's good. Actually, that's the better story here. Nick Mullins tears up the Giants, right. closes out, I hope he does. winning like five games, and the Just Giants like Garoppolo did last year to be their quarterback. Well, I'm, or I'm, they I'm, trade Garoppolo because they're so enamored with Nick Well, that Collins. reminds me, my good morning uh, football uh, essay on Saturday jumps to the future, to February mm. 3rd, 2019, to Ooh. let you know how the rest of the season goes. And I will tell you, that's exactly the uh, the wisecrack I make in it, is that uh, – Nick so Mullins, you put I'm finally Nick Mullins, Nick your Mullins level. is so good that uh, Bill Belichick swaps a second round pick to get uh, Tom Brady's uh, replacement because huh? it's funny you see because they did the same right. thing the other way with yep. Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Get it? Yeah, I think it's what cute. I said is it's kind of funnier, but, but if you want to use it, you can. Well, it's what's done is done. Okay. All right. Well, listen. you've already done it. I already shot it. Yeah. So you've now Sorry gone to pull back, back in the time. curtain there. Yeah, sometimes, come back in time. Sometimes in uh, in the medium of television, they they go on. They, they tape things in advance, right. So that mm. you don't have to do. So them we're not all actually live. in anyone's you iPhone sure when that? they're listening to. Are you this. sure about I that? So. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't I think when Matt Lee Smith is talking to you on the radio, though, mm. uh, from Chargers games <laughs> or with uh, Petros Papadakis, it's generally live. Mm. Sometimes. Generally. <laughs> Sometimes. Actually, ish on that yes. one. I'll take that one back <laughs> with some of those. All right. Good times as always. Um, make sure you check out both the uh, audio podcasts and the video podcast that uh, is issued on um, Thursday at 1.30 MVP. It is out at 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. It's 1.30 somewhere. Afternoon. Exactly. All presented by Head and Shoulders. You can check out all the segments. Great stuff, uh, especially this week, I dare say. Uh, at NFL.com slash DDFP, for instance, if you want to check out that uh, Sheck, Report, uh, Sheck Report special, Matt Money Smith. And, I'm going to. And everyone else, the uh, the number, the best same-numbered QB matchups in NFL it's history. It's fantastic. So the fries right. are double fries. Yeah, they're double fries. I don't know and how do they do it. Well, let's go oil? now. Let Duck fat. Can I tell let's you? Let's go now. I mean, I'm really, I really mean it. It is good stuff. Can it I tell you something? Else, what, uh, there's one we could be there in 25 minutes. People Dave. make fun. You're talking. Could you tell me in the car? 
I could, but I just right. want to. I want to make because this makes the world a better place. Right. People always say that uh, the worst thing about uh, the UK is its food, and I kind of disagree with that in general. But one thing, place in particular where you guys got it right, you put the vinegar on the fries. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's that's a, that, that tastes good. I went off that for a, after a while. Did you? Yeah, because I like ketchup, and ketchup and vinegar don't. Henry did get well. us ketchup for our fries when we went to his family pub. He just he just walked into the back room and like grabbed the ketchup and the server was very offended. I love the angry, idea, but not, not as angry as, as Daniel <laughs> Jeremiah was because there was a dog which it, which it, <laughs> which had an accident. It's another story for another day. We'll tell it to you later. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.